Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> it was widely known that if you hold a flashlight to the back of the Monsters of the Gridiron scratch-off card, you could see the answers behind the scratch-off. Oh, fuck. The first time I did it, I sent it in, got a t-shirt. I had a whole stack of them. Somebody was supposed to send off that stack because I was a kid. I didn't mail shit. Guess what never got mailed? <laughs> I didn't mail shit. <laughs> I didn't mail shit. That's not my job as like a nine, 10 year old. I'm not going to the post office. That's true. Getting some stamps and yeah. sending her off. No. I felt very entitled as a kid. Like, I shouldn't have to do this. I'm a child. Thinking about that, that's probably when you were supposed to be doing well, this. Well, I'm, you know, I'm cheating on the scratch offs trying to get my prizes. I had a whole stack. I got the shirt from the first time I did it. But by the time I saved up, Never got mailed. I'm not bitter about it. I had a lot of Marlboro stuff from my the Miles? stepmother. Yeah. Yeah, the Miles. <laughs> so, see, I had the sleeping bag. I had the sleeping bag, too, but it was shitty. Did you take it to sleepovers with, like, other kids? Uh, Yeah. So, now that you look back on it, like, you were that kid who had the Marlboro sleeping bag from the Miles. Yeah, you were the white trash kid. Dude. You don't know it when you're wearing it. I had no... I thought it was awesome <laughs> that I had all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got the shirt. I got, oh, you know, like... I've got a, I've got like a Marlboro flask. What am I going to do with the flask? But like I had it. Yeah, I remember in high school with the camel cash, everybody would always save it and no one ever had any stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like... Because I don't think you could have redeemed it as a child. <laughs> Not just that. I feel as if the camel cash was almost worthless compared to the miles. And people would find it on the ground everywhere and stuff. Ugh, <laughs> it's gotten gross already. <laughs> you didn't watch much TV this week at all? Fuck no, it's been busy. Like the yeah, the too. world is coming back to life more and more around me, and I'm being forced to be involved more. It sucks. Yeah, I don't really want to be involved with the world. Yeah, I'm just so ready to be not involved anymore. <laughs> you think that day's coming? I don't like know. everlasting happiness, the American dream. You will find everlasting happiness. No, there's nowhere to hide. Fulfillment. Nowhere to hide. On the off-world <laughs> colonies. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm definitely not going to be part of the scout crew for anything anytime soon. So I watched For All Mankind mostly. I tried to get going on Walking Dead again, mm -hmm. but it didn't really stick. I started looking for something else. Did I you try and start from the night. beginning or did you try no, and start no, from where you I'm left not, off? I'm not fucking doing that. I just started. Where'd right, you jump in? Right after first Negan season. Okay, after. When uh, Negan's initial badness is quelled. I don't know. I'm, I might try to. I'm going to try to jump back into is it. Is that last season on Netflix? I think we talked about this. I don't think it is. I thought it was. I was mm -hmm. pretty sure, but I don't think the very last one is. But That's... I have enough to where it'll probably be there by the time I make it. That's a good way to think about Although, it. Although, if I take too long, I had two fucking episodes of Farscape left to go, <laughs> and Amazon took it the fuck down. That's just a horrible feeling. Because you had no idea? I'm betrayed. There wasn't any leaving. No, like I watched one and then the next day I went to watch the other one, like the last two and gone. Gone. Fucking gone. It's happened to me on things. I had been watching that for like six months, just here and there. Mm hmm And then it's fucking gone. Well, and who knows where that went? It's not going to motivate me to do it faster though. <laughs> but who knows when that'll come back. The reason I started watching it in the first place was because it was never anywhere anymore. Mm. And it used to be everywhere. Cheap, I guess. I watched Day Shift, though. It was pretty good. I started it and I didn't have time to really do it, so I watched that opening. I watched that and had to hit pause. I liked it. It was funny. Was it good? Yeah, it was, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Jamie Foxx. Cool, cool. Yeah, I dug it. Little Franco, 
hilarious. Yeah. Really f- the most funny I've ever seen him. He does good. Yeah, and uh, I think this is his second vampire movie. He's in Fright Night, the remake. Oh, shit, that's right. That's been right there. I think I might do that again. Getting into the Halloween season. See the orange? Oh. I did it on accident. I hung, <laughs> I hung the soundproofing stuff up backwards. It's festive. And I was like, oh, it's orange. Like, It's like Halloween. It's perfect. Oh, you know what? I did watch a movie. What'd you watch? The newer RoboCop. Oh, cool. We've been talking about it. Yeah, we have. And I saw it on, I think it was on Paramount Plus or something. So I said, why not? It's because I'd only seen it once. I wanted to get that feel a couple years later. And sometimes things get better. If you have all that like build up to like what they're going to be. But mm-hmm. if you know what they are and you watch it again, a lot of the times stuff is different. I liked it more than I remembered. Or maybe I just liked it more this time. Maybe it was what you were feeling like watching and you knew what you were getting into. Deep down in there, I remembered what the storyline was. Because, you know, it's it's not similar to the old one. It is, but, you know, it is, but it isn't. There's no firing squad. But I like Day Shift. I like seeing Jamie Foxx be funny again. If for no other reason, he was always good at that. Yeah. Fucking, you never see funny Jamie Foxx anymore. He was a little, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek funny. <laughs> a lot of the time, you know, Django Unchained and stuff like that. But this was full-blown, cocky <laughs> fucking Jamie Foxx. And I bought it, and I liked it. That's good. I really liked it. It got dog shit reviews, but man, it was uh, exactly what I was looking for. People have to stop expecting so much from everything. Yeah. The expectation, it's just the bar is set so high right now. I was thinking about that when I was the Ninja Turtles episode. Mm-hmm. Like, as great as Christopher Nolan is, the greatest. <laughs> He's fucking it up because people expect too much. Well, and you said you weren't that hyped about Oppenheimer, huh? I'm never that hyped about period piece biopics. Mm. Biopics. I felt it. <laughs> I, by the time I reacted, was, you were already kinda, said, I said it very naturally. Did I was, you see the little jerk though, that I had right there? I was there? like, say it real naturally. It almost caught me. Yeah. Almost. Just there. a little twitch in the. I want to go full tilt on the Halloween stuff, but it's not all up yet because we're still a little far out from it. So, you can get the pumpkin spice latte. Well, what I'm seeing now is uh, a lot of stuff that I was planning to watch closer to Halloween is gone because they can either charge money for it or, That's you know, awful. they sold it off to some other streaming yeah. platform. Those really hot ticket items, they're disappearing. And then they're just for rent. Well, I think you can still watch Elf somewhere. Yeah, that's, you know, but I bet at Christmas you have to pay for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't just have it everywhere. No, it's, yeah. Like Santa's sleigh is up right now. So I think on HBO, I want to say. They'll find a Goldberg. way to get you. <laughs> I want to do that at Christmas, but is it going to be there? Probably not. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so we're just going to get it out of the way now and watch fucking Hellraiser. Because a week from when this episode is coming out, the new Hellraiser remake will come out. And it wasn't so much that I was super excited about that because I have seen probably almost every Hellraiser movie. I think I may have missed a TV one here or there, like a sci-fi channel one or something. I know shit. that I've seen the the first three. Four is question. I don't know if I went to four or if I even made it to four. Well, the thing about this was when I read the book, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll read that book. I... uh was like, this only sounds vaguely familiar to me now because mm-hmm. it had been so long. I realized, because we watched Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, both of us, the second movie, I've seen it so many times, and it has the entire first movie in it. The whole first movie is jammed into that movie. I thought that I'd seen the first movie more times than I have. Like, practically 20 minutes of the movie are cut into this one. It's, it's more than a recap. Way more than a recap. It's more it, than a recap. It's in that like 80s, we presume you didn't 
see. You have no fucking we idea what that first movie is. just assume you didn't see this movie. Yeah. We have to get everyone. We have to ha- please everyone. Make everyone happy. It's the 80s and everyone's happy. So happy. I mean, I did appreciate that as they did stuff like that, there were scenes you didn't see in the first one. Yeah. But they, they were obviously filmed at the same time. They were as fucking, the- that sex scene was cut. Yes, it was. There was way more. There was pounding going yes, on in dude, that, that second one. But and that's the one I remembered. So when we watched Hellraiser and I got to the the big sex scene that I remembered from when I was a kid. Wasn't quite right. I was like, this is wasn't quite kind right. of a letdown. I yeah. thought it was more graphic than this. And uh, looking it up, there's so much like rumor about other cuts of the movie it seems like when you read interviews with clive barker about it those don't fucking exist like people have like lured this movie up to a point where it's like i think 30 seconds were cut out of this movie (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like well that's a little too much fucked up gore or that's that's a lot of thrusting i know there i did read there was a spanking scene but who knows what's lore and what isn't about the making of hellraiser yeah, what's been generated. Yeah, I do think it's uh, hilarious that Clive Barker thinks it's undignified to call him Pinhead. He calls him the priest. Oh. Because he never named him in the book. He's not even a man in the book. Pinhead is a female Cenobite with like two lines. And the lines are like broken up between all four of them. I, I watched it so much as a kid when we talk about it in my house, they would call him Needlehead. My parents about two separate houses. Everybody was calling him Needlehead. That's like your dad. What was he? He was calling <laughs> <laughs> instead of gorillas in the mist <laughs> with Sigourney Weaver. He would call it monkeys in the fog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that came from. Yeah. That's where Needlehead. Came yeah, from. I never. I did not grow up saying but Pinhead. That I goes back to the the Ninja Turtles episode when we were talking about bullshit that our parents said to us that we took into adulthood, like fucking bullshit that they just said to us, and we took it as fact. All the way to 25. Yeah. Needlehead was just how it came out. He was Needlehead. (laughs) He wasn't even the lead Cenobite in the book or wasn't meant to be. What I was reading was prosthetics on the other two Uh just didn't allow them to speak. Like they had lines and the lines were all divided up. They Uh gave them all to Pinhead and the female Cenobite, who's just listed as female Cenobite. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think she has a name. In the second one? It changed... It changed uh, actresses, for sure. But the second one is bonkers, but this one had a good story. The other one is just kind of the equivalent to the third Nightmare on Elm Street movie (laughs) in the mental hospital, you know? (laughs) Like, like it's just like, we're going to throw it all at the wall. You even get some uh, pinhead backstory? Pinhead backstory was apparently supposed to be longer. We're going to talk about both movies. (laughs) I don't know how much I need to summarize. I know. I keep wanting to go to two, kind of. Okay, let's stick to one. We're going to end up talking about both of them, but I'm going to summarize the first one. Summarize the first one. I think that this was a really fucking important part of my horror history as far as kind of sexy horror movies. Well, and this is kind of like bonus content. And I thought this was so gory at the time. It's not that bad. I mean, it's that 80s gory, though, where they don't give a fuck and it's just, it's got a little bit of kookiness with the raunchiness. I like the silly special effects stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of it was just, some of it was dark. You know, they hit the dark. But then the lightning is, it's real 80s. But I read that he ran out of money and he did that while he was drunk. Really? All the lightning. He, Him and a Greek gentleman is what he said. <laughs> hey, Over there? a weekend, they got hammered together and put the lightning in the movie for like nothing, for no money. Because they were out. It cost a million dollars to make this movie, and they did 20 million. So it was a huge success. Dude, I'd seen it way more than I thought when I was young, but apparently I've not seen it in a long-ass time. I haven't paid this much attention while watching it. 
I think this is the ever. most I've ever understood it. Yeah, I will say, having just read the book, mm-hmm. the book is a little more disjointed a story than this one is. He fixed story problems because this movie was adapted by Clive Barker, directed by Clive Barker, based on a book written by Clive Barker. So, like, <laughs> you can't get mad about an adaptation at that point. And the main thing was uh, Kirsty in the movie is not the daughter in the book. She's just a family friend. Family friend. And she goes to check on Julia. Flips out, this was way creepier, though. (laughs) (laughs) Come to daddy. (laughs) Makes that Aphex Twin song. Gives it another zing. It's the worst fucking uncle ever. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good uncle. Horrible fucking uncle. I didn't feel uh, terrible for Frank in the book, but I felt worse for him, for his stupidity. Okay. I didn't read the book, so I'll take your word for it. It didn't seem, he didn't want to, like, he wasn't like Kirsty, <laughs> like in the fucking book. But Kirsty was like a stranger, essentially. And the only thing in the book that he mentioned about her was he was like, oh, uh, that girl's not as good looking as Julia, but that means they'll do weirder shit in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. And the best uncle award goes to. <laughs> uh. But, uh, I very much enjoyed watching this again. I wish I had watched it more back in the day, but I think I was deceived by the second movie. I was just so young when it was on all the time. I guess I took that for granted, kind of, you know? Like, I I felt the need, oh, I don't need to watch it. I saw that so much. Well, also, when I was younger and I watched this, this is a more story-heavy, like, human feelings-based thing about people. And Freddy is about, like, dream monster, you know? (laughs) And, like... Friday the 13th is about like this kid that drowned. This is about good sex. That's all that it was. It, it was, was lust. Yeah. All, all the way. All the way. If you haven't seen Hellraiser, I'll give you a quick rundown. Having exhausted the sexual pleasures of the physical world, Frank Cotton acquires a puzzle box that upon opening in the attic of his ancestral home, summons entities that drag him into a labyrinth-like hellscape where the pleasures of suffering are without end. Soon after, Frank's brother Larry... It's weird saying your name so many times. Frank's brother, Larry, (laughs) and his wife, Julia, move into the house. Finding Frank's filthy fucking squat in the upstairs bedroom stirs Julia's memories of the fleeting affair she had with Frank on her wedding day. In fact, on her fucking wedding dress, on top of her wedding dress. I loved how they showed that. That was fucked up. Let's just throw that in there. Like, not only is she going to fuck the brother when he shows up at the house. Way to go, Clive Barker. Got to watch out for those Monica Lewinsky stains. Larry's daughter, Kirsty, also rides in town and rents a room. Seemed real thrown in. But it also, like, Kirsty doesn't pop up to the dinner party in the book hmm. after he's cut himself. So there's no the visit jokes. while the movers are there? No. Th- so that just established that he would. But it made sense. She reacts better to the situations. Like, it has more impact because she has yeah. a reason to fucking care. And I got the idea in the book that she was a family friend who wanted to fuck Larry. And hmm. that she didn't like Julia because of that. And I think this made that character more likable. Well done, Clive Barker. I want to go. Yeah, the dinner party. He saw the holes and and fixed it all up. But uh, during the move in, Larry cuts himself on a nail and he bleeds on the attic floor. And then uh, half formed skinless Frank pulls himself back into the fucking world, which was super evil dead. Awesome scene driven by lust and longing of her one sort of rough encounter with Frank on her wedding dress. She uh, goes about seducing men and murdering them and feeding them to Frank so he can grow his skin back and they can do it. Blood must have blood. 
<laughs> and then Chrissy stops by and checks, and it all falls apart. It's a pretty simple story about what did they? Uh, I, I I wrote it down because it was so crazy. Uh, they were gonna call this the Hellbound Heart, like the book, but they thought it sounded like a romance novel. Mm-hmm. So he opened it up to the crew, and a 60-year-old woman crew member suggested that they call it what a woman would go through to get a good fuck. (laughs) And I just picture this old British lady, because this was all filmed in London, clearly. When the film studio in the United States got a hold of it, they wanted to make it American. So did you feel like Frank's voice was weird? Like regular Frank. It it was a bit over the top. You know what? There was a little bit too much emphasis on. British actor. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, it's completely dubbed over. He's a British actor. He did it all with his accent. Everyone was British pretty much except for, you know, some of the main cast was. I just thought that was 80s acting. You know what I mean? I did too. And then when I found it out, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And the actor that plays Frank without skin is a totally different guy than that plays him. But he's also British and his voice is dubbed over. The only person who was British that they didn't dub over in this movie was Pinhead. And they apparently did. And then when they were looking at it, they were like, it's better with his accent. Well, and what did I see about him? He was an old like theater buddy. Yeah. Clive Barker just fucking made this movie because he was pissed off that they fucked Underworld up his other book that they made a movie out of and he didn't like it and he was like I'm just gonna make my own thing and he did a fantastic job other than that fucking lightning (laughs) (laughs) but you gotta give him credit for getting hammered with a Greek gentleman and (laughs) well and you know some of those scenes are pretty all over the fucking place yeah the story's a little all over the place what are we supposed to focus on here we're not Following the main hero, the mm-hmm. hero of the story is Kirsty. She's the relief to us following horrible people. Well, and something I would normally, you know, when you poke holes in the plot, you know, there's like loose ends, I guess you could say. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that's not explained, and, and but it's not like serious shit. Like, it's not big issues. It's not. Yeah, I feel like the stuff with the Cenobites was glossed over a little fast in the movie, and mm-hmm. I knew it from the book. I, after I finished watching the movie, I felt like everything was covered, but. I was kind of like, was it though? Because there was so much more. The Cenobites talked to him for a long time. Then they come and explain to him what he opened. And they kind of invite him to back out too. Well, and I'm even speaking more on a simpler plane of Julia wanders upstairs during the dinner party. Oh, yeah. When they're screaming in a fucking house and there's like more than one other person. I'm just saying things like that. In the book, they explain that she felt like that room had something to it. Almost like it's taking it to another place. Frank and... Her okay. brother, ta- the brother talking shit no, about him. And, and I mean, not to get it twisted, I don't care. I'm, I was fine with it for this movie. Like, you guys can do that because yeah. it, this it still comes together well. Yeah. What I like about all these movies is mm-hmm. sex always serves the story in a Hellraiser movie. It's never unnecessary. It might be gratuitous, but that's a better sex scene to me. Well, I mean, it was some lusty shit. I mean, oh, you know, the fucked up brother who fucks up in life shows up at the front door. And it doesn't seem that bad nowadays. You know, none of this seems outside of the realm of mainstream, (laughs) you know, Hulu's making the fucking remake. So, (laughs) but it's just that it's, that was, that was dirty, man. You know, he just shows up and he's like basically kind of putting it in a place from the get go, you know, that back and forth conversation, but he's like, likes it. Yeah. Are you letting me in or what? Well, they, the way it's described in the book is it's fast and he does it like matter of factly. She describes it as not being all that different than a rape. But she mm-hmm. likes it. 
Yeah, all and, that I put in my notes for all of that was Julia Aho. And uh, in the book, she's just described as being like just the most beautiful woman. And the second I saw that hair again, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. <laughs> Man, what about that eye makeup? That was some 80s shit. Did you notice when she's wearing those star earrings, how her outfit is that like that orange and black oh, yeah. ensemble? And then also like the eyeshadow is also that orange and black. It had like an orange tint. It wasn't that the blue and red that you see in the other scene. I yeah. think when she's having a glass of wine and realizing like, oh, I like this yeah, shit. Yeah, there are things I find attractive about 80s fashion, and mm-hmm. Julia had none of them. <laughs> no. Kirsty yes. had the big 80s hair. The I hair. I, I like The high-waisted jeans, that, that leather jacket that all of them had. That was a little <laughs> little much. That was a big jacket. Um, <laughs> it was or, like or, a triple XL leather jacket. <laughs> or what was that? The outfit that she was wearing after the dinner date with the guy. That thing? Um, oh, yeah. That's shit that you'll see at fucking Coachella right now. Yeah. Like, it's one of those. Yeah, she had that hat on and stuff. Yeah. She looked like fucking Madonna. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I mean, that's some of that shit that's back right now. Yeah, But, no, sure. I mean, the 80s vibe all the way. Yeah, I was like that big 80s hair, though. Just Ingrained hair. on me at that time. <laughs> yeah, somewhere between married with children. And... But, again, Julia. I mean, what, this character's, what, in her 40s, would you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, who knows? When it comes to things we saw when we were younger, and now uh-huh. we watch them now, everybody still looks older than me because they looked older than me before i knew that she was older but i feel like she didn't look that old to me she back, played back then uh, mad hattie in sandman old lady in yeah there. yeah so you just saw her i just saw her yeah random yeah really random 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 she's popped up in some stuff here and there if you watch british stuff mm-hmm. she she's been in lots of stuff british british probably doctor who almost definitely was and she in castle uh, no, actually, <laughs> I, I, I did Castle. scroll through a thing. And she's I didn't not see in Castle. Castle, so back off, motherfucker. You know what? When we hit '80s horror movies, I guess the Castle crowd is out. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you the gonna, Castle crowd is always out. Were you going to talk about Larry the dad? Larry uh, was a good dude. I felt I, bad for Larry. I looked at him, and I, so I guess I really didn't remember who was in this movie. But I saw his picture, and I said, "Yeah, what, what was he in?" And one of the first things is Dirty Harry. The second movie, I was immediately like, that's the guy from Aliens. <laughs> He's so startled all the time. He's got a good startle face. And he talks to himself. <laughs> what am I doing? This is weird. Watching Dirty Harry back in the day, that was a, he had a creepy face. I thought he was a weird guy because of his face. Yeah, for sure. I remember him from random, just random shit when I was a kid. What is it at the end of Dirty Harry when he shoots him? He's like crawling across a football field, is it? Is it a football field? I or think it's, it's been a long time, baseball. man. Whatever I haven't seen Dirty Harry since I was a kid. Whatever patch of grass he's crawling across in that voice while he's screaming back at Callahan. You know, like it's just like. Yeah, let's let's say it was a children's soccer field. Let's say it was a children's <laughs> And they were in the stands and they had the cowbells and everybody was cheering. And they were like, that guy's wearing a red shirt. <laughs> this blue shirt day. And then they were like, where's the baboon? Oh, wait, wrong Clint Eastwood. What's in Kirsty's fucking pet store? Did you see that shit? <laughs> we're jumping around a lot. We're going to jump between two movies, so. Yeah, you okay. fucking outlines out the window. Yeah, um yeah, so when she's like dad, let's just treat both movies as one movie. Yeah, let's go into <laughs> she calls her dad and she's like he's like you're going to stay with us and she's like no, I got my own place. And I thought this was one of those I'm fresh out of college, I'm going to do something, I got my own place and I'm going to start my career. I was trying to rationalize it in my head because I was like, okay, these are Americans. It's clearly a London set. They never say where they're at. They say they left New York, mm-hmm. but they never really mention it. 
Those two actors are American. I was just, I, I couldn't think of a good reason why Kirstie would move to anywhere but New York City with her dad. Well, and it shows her and on her the step train. Mom, she doesn't seem to really like. You know, they're on that train when they do travel. So it's, you know, they moved outside of the city, but she's still able to get back into the city. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it. They call me the explainer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks um... again. Frank the explainer. No, I'll just try and rationalize to my best. Um, you yeah, I, f- I figured from that train shot. Okay, th- they're still within Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn or what did they say? I think they were at Williamsburg at le- at or something least, like that. But they yeah. were like, at least we're not in Brooklyn anymore. Or was yeah. it? Yeah. So they tried to make it so it. And who knows how much of that was dubbed and I didn't notice. That's fucking crazy. The dub that Frank's was good. voice. It the, was. You couldn't see the. But the, the amount of like, it wasn't just two actors that were dubbed over. So who knows who else? I they seemed to leave. Well, then I'm a, alone for when that movie was made they did a great job yeah he did a fantastic job making because this. i to me the voice did not match the face but i thought it was just like overacting you know he was trying to be way too domineering with that character and it was that yeah this, the controlling i don't give a fuck do as i say yeah it was overboard though <laughs> like it made it hard to feel for julia at all and you do in the book well she like, finds you those pictures of him banging the other just chick this dumb girl that suddenly like, had a sexual experience that was oh that's what i want and then she was stuck with this guy because frank just fucking bailed afterwards she'd like, never been choked the right way before apparently <laughs> apparently <laughs> I get it, girl. Go for it. Do what makes you happy. Put that slimy finger in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You want a cookie, little girl? (laughs) Okay, but back to the pet shop, I guess. What the fuck? I thought she was there. There was like a monkey in that pet. She said she was going to get a job. The whole thing. No, Dad, I'm getting my own place. I have to do this. I'm going to look for a job. And then she has a job at the pet store. But the the opening shot of that is this fucking monkey in a cage. (laughs) You're like, this pet store is not equipped to keep a monkey. (laughs) <laughs> this one frazzled girl yeah no <laughs> you only keep monkeys in the pet shops in california yeah, she can't after even the keep one. homeless guys from eating the crickets gotta love a cricket eater <laughs> just a handful of protein that was not in the book either <laughs> no none of that extra homeless man i think he was listed as being derelict or something like is that, that what it said yeah, instead of like transient or one thing i noticed vagrant it was just one of those where so many of the people with credits on imdb had no photo listed none steve didn't have a photo so many no photos i was like let me see what you look like what else were you in it's almost like if there's no photo i don't care what else you were in nah fuck it you don't care about yourself i don't care what else you were in. yeah you quit acting think you're so special not having a profile pic on imdb who the fuck do you think you are ashley lawrence hasn't been in too much other than she's just ridden the scream queen train she did some painting it was no yeah that first one really nobody uh second one dr kyle dr kyle's been in some shit he went on to do some stuff but yeah the first one the dad is the only one with more like bigger yeah larger like i guess uh more prominent credits yeah and then other like doug bradley being i think the other two guys were cenobites several more times Mm -hmm. Uh, they replaced the female one just not vag throat yeah deep throat (laughs) was her name what her name was deep throat yeah in the script Oh, so she wasn't just female. They just never said it. Yeah, yeah. That's what she was referred to on set. It was one of those things. Oh. Well, the original, the one who played her in the first Hellraiser. Remember we have brought up Millennium before with Chris Christopherson? Yeah. His little robot buddy. Oh, yeah. The eyes. But I think that was a male character who was the robot in Millennium, the gold one. I mean, I like that it's kind of a gray area. Because, like I said, Pinhead's a fucking... Female, I, I saw in those the book. eyes and, in that 80s makeup, and I was like, fuck, that looks like his gold homie from Millennium. 
but it, now it's Vag Throat <laughs> yeah. and Hellraiser. It just makes me also think of like Red Dwarf and stuff like that. <laughs> the same kind of makeup. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, it was all similar. Uh, the muscle suits got better from two, one to two. I For mean, sure. they found a way to streamline it for two. Oh, it looked God, like in the second one when Julia crawls out of that fucking bed, that scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. I don't know if I remember the like the muscular areolas. Kelly also commented on that. Uh, those aren't muscles, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when it's like the muscles, the muscle she has slime muscle suit. tits and nipples and the whole deal. But when she was crawling, I clearly saw like a toga thong. That's what Kelly said too. No, she way. was like, she was like, she's got like a thong on, like a thong muscle. She's <laughs> like, did you look it up? Well, it's like the way how Frank in the first one there was no muscle dong. When he first starts getting his form back. I don't know if you noticed in the attic. Yeah. I was, was like, are they going to show Dom? I, I think a lot of things got happened to water that movie down. Oh, they definitely kenned him. He had the Ken effect. I was reading at the time that they were on a campaign against tone at the time. So if a movie had overtones of sex or sexual violence or mm -hmm. stuff like that, they'd start watering the movie down to weed it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, my hypothesis is only about 30 seconds per cut out of this fucking movie. <laughs> so everybody waiting for a director's cut for 20, 30 years now, it's uh, you're not going to get it. It's 30 fucking seconds. And it probably popped up in little other things because they I, definitely used. I get where you're going, but if there was that much sex scene not included. But that was a five second sex scene. Think about it realistically. That was five seconds. Yeah. So how much was cut out of it? Three. So we got like three extra seconds of it in the second movie. The second movie is bonkers, though, with her wearing that fucking white suit, which I guess is just the version of Frank wearing that white shirt. Yeah. And it being all bloody. Well, and then he goes from the shirt to wearing even the blazer at one point in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you feel like you needed to spruce up a bit more? Yeah, I, know. I may go out. Yeah. You know, your goopy fucking <laughs> sticky muckiness is like just too much for the white shirt. I like after she kills the first guy, she goes and gets cleaned up and she did a fantastic performance of looking freaked out in that bathroom. And that was that like morning after you've done some hard drugs lighting yeah. on her face. Yeah. She, she yeah. looked fucking shook. Really, it was really good to give it that full effect right there. But I like that she goes back in the room and then Frank is like touching her lips. She just got cleaned up, dude. She did. And he's got Wait that you slimy, bloody skin. fingers. Yeah. But she I liked in the second one when she comes back and she's got the whole, the doctor bandages her up and then mm -hmm. they undo it. Though so she has a full head of hair. <laughs> like a lot of hair. Oh, man. And he starts grinding and making out with her while she's got the bandages on. This was, was what happened when I was a kid. I watched Hellraiser 2. Thought I'd seen Hellraiser 1 and then didn't watch till I was like 15. Mm. And then when I watched it when I was 15, I was like kind of disappointed because Hellraiser 2 is fucking nuts. And they're like wandering around in the labyrinth and there's the little puzzle girl and so much in that movie so i'm watching tiffany in two and i'm like she's like a cross between like being like a long lost hemsworth sister and fucking somebody brad pitt's related to you know that movie holds the record with titanic for the most time the main characters names are said aloud no way over and over and over again nobody says each other like i'm never Shut like hello frank boy scott <laughs> <laughs> i'm just an exclamation you know, I, the other day, this is complete. <laughs> this is completely fucking off topic. But I was like, nobody names their kid Frank anymore. And then I looked up the percentage of how much people name their kid Frank, and it's way higher than Scott. Is it? Way weird story. I'm talking with my coworker yesterday, and I was like, how popular is my name now? I just looked it up yesterday too, but it's not that popular. It's not that popular, but it's more popular than Scott. But Dude, it's mine's more low. popular than mine. I mine's that low. Was weird. I checked all yeah, the yours websites for a little dated. Mine has become lower. My name means nothing. No, there's got to be way more Scots in the world than Frank's, though. Maybe already walking around, but 
year to year people naming their kid Scott, that shit is over. Way more over than Frank. I think if I averaged it out, like the most popular, mine was the most popular around 1860. (laughs) So, but another one was... Mine goes before that. Because mine was a nickname for a Scottish kid. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Mine means Frenchman or free man. That's just what they called redheads walking around was my name. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, mine's Frenchman or free man. It's weird that I've looked this up and you know, too. Because this was totally random. Well, it's because I was talking about it. And I was like, I bet no one names our kid Frank anymore. No. Because your name's weird. It's Albert also. Albert and Frank. Two dying names. And I'm a third. <laughs> yeah, there are none of those. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> Don't call me You've got to be a Targaryen <laughs> to have a third. Dracarys, motherfucker. <laughs> I did really like, for a movie monster, this was always mysterious to me. Reading the book, I got way more information about mm. the Cenobites because they're part of the Order of the Gash. Order of the Gash? It took me to like a Mad Max thing. Order, uh, it's the, the Order water of the sp- Gash. The water spills from the desert land. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man. We're not out here looking for fuel. You know, Lance Hendrickson was originally offered the role of Frank. Of Frank? And that would have been... He didn't take it, though. Which is funny because he's in uh, Hell World. The 2005 Hellraiser oh. with Henry Cavill, Superman. So, like I said, I know I made it through three. Four, I would have to start it and see if I'd seen it. Henry Cavill gets a monstrous public blowjob in the middle of a rave. Well, fuck, how old was he in 05? Well, he had to have been pretty young. He eh? was probably you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh-huh. Something Are like we that. older than Henry Cavill? I don't know. Fuck. We're aged. Aged. Elder millennials. <laughs> Elder millennial zennial. <laughs> Not Gen Z, but a zennial. <laughs> Fucking thanks to, I think, some guy in Australia. Now there's zennial. We talked about that during Ninja Turtles. It feels like we're doing it every episode to me. <laughs> People with their goddamn labels, man, making me all self-conscious and shit. I don't know. I need to let it go. <laughs> Fuck. As far as between the two, I, this is why I don't rewatch Hellraiser. It feels like a classic, but it doesn't feel like the fun I want from a Hellraiser movie, Mm -hmm. where the second one really felt like it did. Also, the collection of some of the best fucking in movies I've ever seen. Oh, throughout the series? Throughout the the entire series, I would say. There's probably a list out there of Hellraiser sex scenes ranked, because there's some bad ones, too. There's some bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) So, you had me count. There's ten of them. Oh, yeah. I I made Frank look it up. I don't know that I've seen all of them, but I've seen more than a I well, necessarily so meant to because so some of them were made for TV crap mm. with just a dash of pinhead. We'll call this a Hellraiser movie. Needlehead. <laughs> <laughs> There's some serious Hellraiser fran- friends out there. Fran Dreschers. Fran Dreschers. Yeah. <laughs> She's in Santa's sleigh. I mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. I, you know, I'm sure there's some serious fans out there that if I were to say Needlehead like more than once, or more than twice, and just keep saying Needlehead, it'd probably make them flip out. Like, Fucking Pinhead. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get rid of every instance of you doing it. Respect Pinhead. <laughs> you know, you gotta respect the fucking horror fans. Yeah, though. Needlehead. They're fucking <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have some reverence for the priest. I need to read more Clive Barker books, though. It was something I I read uh, Thief of Always, which was like his young adult kind of thing Hmm. about like a demon that comes to this boy's window. If he had written that today, they'd be making it like a book series and then they'd get movies after. Yeah, for sure. It would still make a great movie. They should Hmm. make a movie out of that one. I think it'd be really good. I don't think Clive Barker's up to it now, but (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a little sickly. Is he still alive? Yeah. 
Oh fuck! Did you see pictures of him like around the time he was making this movie? No, he's no, no, no. like young, handsome fella. Oh, at that time. Okay, looks a little like a, a Brogoth. <laughs> well, and I think I'm stuck on the. I guess I didn't really realize Wes Craven had passed away. It didn't sink in or something. There's a part of me that maybe I didn't even know. And then serious? it was me with the Scream stuff I've been watching. Oh, man, I went on a tear when he died. I watched as many Wes Craven movies as I could. Ones I hadn't watched in years. Serpent and the Rainbow? Mm-hmm. Mm, not, what was that one we great. watched freshman year in Dripping Springs? Was that Vampire? To, the James Wood Vampires one? That's John Carpenter. Oh, it was John Carpenter. Yeah, it's John Fuck. Carpenter's Vampires. You're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, I did that one. That one was on accident. That wasn't me being I shitty. love that movie, though. I love The John Carpenter's yeah. Vampire. It was good. Not so much the John Bon Jovi sequel. <laughs> But John Carpenter's Vampires is fantastic. Yeah. I'm stoked to go deep on horror movies this month. I need a refresher. I've gotten away from them. Uh, It's weird. I used to love watching scary movies, and I'd watch them all the time. And then I think I started getting a little too freaked out at night. I've had night terrors my whole life. And when I would watch too many, it really was intensifying the night terrors. Oh, really? Dude, I will wake up fucking screaming in the middle of the night, and I'll take off running. I don't think I've had a legit nightmare. Not one that wasn't just a stress dream, mm-hmm. you know, since I was a kid. And the worst nightmare I ever had, Rhea Perlman locked me in a cedar chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my nightmare. Never all that bad. But, I mean, these these movies, two came close to freaking me out this time a mm-hmm. little bit still. Well, that's that scene when Julia crawling across the floor after that fucking mental patient. Wait, when she's... When she climbs out oh, of the when fuck, he br- when yeah, he brings when her a, face like appears in the mattress. Yeah. That shit scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid and I got a little bit of that like, ah! <laughs> like feeling back when it happened again and I was like, oh shit, man. I wasn't fully prepared to see that again. I forgot the whole deal with the blood feeding it. A movie to really freak me out is what I'm, I'm looking for this month. I want to... I want to find something fucked up. Because watching this was fun. This revived uh, that 80s horror feel that I love. Uh, last year, I watched a bunch of Freddy movies. I can't do all the Friday the 13th well, I like movies like they used to. Like Hellraiser's not scary to me. No, it's a good story. It's a good story. It's That's cool. A, it even had that 80s, you know, daytime soap feel at times. Yeah, I like that. Th- was, that's what Clive Barker has. It's got a little soap. So proper feel to it. You know, it, it would have I'd Julia like. in the shot and just the hair with like, I don't know, a little bit of breeze coming from somewhere. And there's that. Oh, when she's soft all glow. like sitting there having that drink and she's got that full hairspray back. And her hair is, it seems extra red in that scene. Did you notice the yeah, redness in that Yeah, something was going one? on where they, that was really the movie poster scene. Because soon after that, she's walking one of the, you know, feeder guys up the staircase and her hair looks almost feeder brunette. Feeder guys, yeah. And he's, yeah, one of the feeder guys. Yeah. Um, the one who was almost reluctant. And what did he say? He's like, I'm alone. Or uh, Oh, yeah, it's real sad in the book. That, that one's a sad one. And they did that on purpose, right? Because, you know, the other ones are a little it rambunctious. and really well across in both the book and the movie that these dudes that she's feeding them are just, you know, some of them are kind of dicks. They all act like But then there's the one who's men. just... Uh, but, yeah, that guy was just... He didn't act. And he really didn't get the full drain. So he, like, pops out of the door. That when was the one who didn't get the full, yeah, yeah, like, life drain. Yeah, and he's like... like <laughs> and then here comes Uncle Frank. <laughs> or did you like how so much took place at the top of a staircase in between three doors? So much of it. And so many creative camera angles shooting in a house this narrow. Yeah. Because, man, this how like shooting inside that house couldn't have been easy. And I didn't notice any shadows or anybody in a mirror. No. That's there were fucking... a lot of above shots from upstairs wells mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's funny when Kirstie gets there, she's like, this house is so big. And I was like, it looks like a fucking closet. <laughs> 
It's <laughs> like I haven't seen a large room in this entire thing. So it did cost a million to make that first one. It cost a million dollars in 1987 to make. Man, I thought some of that stuff it. was to cut corners because there wasn't that much money. That's not that much money, man. Even I, back then, I know um, in what? England. On top of that, who knows what the transfer between what was it that i just saw that had nothing for fucking budget maybe it was that last hellraiser movie (laughs) probably something i just looked up while we were talking there have been some super low budget hellraiser movies i am excited to see the new one now fresh i think it might be cool the movie starring jamie clayton She's in uh, what was the Wachowski show Sense Eight. I never watched Sense Eight. Yeah, she's the trans person in Sense Eight, and I think that's kind of a cool pick. No, no, and like you're saying, is a Cenobite. 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 I keep wanting to call them Cenobites. Kelly thought I was talking about tiny cinnamon buns. Maybe that's why when I say cinnamon, she's like, are they Cenobites? Aren't those? Uh... Well, see, that's a Cenobite. This is a Cenobite. Cenobite. Yeah, this is a Cenobite. That's yeah. a Cenobite of the order of the gash. <laughs> The order of the gash allows you to proceed. But I do like in the later movies, Pinhead talks a lot more. Yeah, the end of two with that post with all the weird shit on it, that was so random. Was that the same mover, the younger guy from the first one? Oh, I don't know. I I think it was. I hope so. But then the second mover in the second movie at the end where you're talking about, he looked like a knockoff George Lucas to me. He kind of did. He did. I was like, is this a fucking knockoff Jersey mover version of fucking George Lucas? But then also I do I do think that, that the guy, the younger one, was the young guy. I think we got lightning outside, man. Is that Clive Barker out there making lightning? You guys making fun of me. Fuckers. I've been to bondage clubs. Well, okay, and you now say I feel that- bad. I like Clive Barker a lot. It's okay. Like a lot. Uh, I'm sure he'd enjoy it. (laughs) He might. He'd make you open the box. The Puzzle Girl, I almost completely forgot about that. I've seen too many fucking Hellraiser movies, and it's muddied up the ones that were good. Can I just, how are you supposed to know to solve that puzzle when it's just rubbing something in a certain direction? You gotta, like, it's like a, to turn the, you gotta find that thumb spot. You gotta turn that box on. You You gotta gotta do the alphabet with your tongue. And I do like that they tried something different in the second one. But that first one was just pretty, pretty original, you know, something cool. Like, you know, oh, you finally and it's shoot, shoot, you activate. And then it's like deactivate back to you. This is weird. Weird. (laughs) When he walks in the house. (laughs) What the fuck's that guy's name? William something? William Uh, Butler? I don't remember what it was, but because he's like, fuck. What the fuck? Jesus. Jesus Christ. It just goes on too Jesus long. Jesus Christ. Jesus wept. Dude, that was fucking... Apparently the script of that was fuck you, and the actor was like, can we make it Jesus wept? And it ended up being amazing. That was so dark right there. And he's like licking his lips. Well, see, and I feel for some reason, I mean, unless they just showed something happened that they didn't want, when they did that final at the end with him... I feel like it was real short. Like, chat. I like the editing. It, it went it's with the really style choppy. of how the rest of it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would seem pretty quick, maybe a little preemie, but I would have liked a little, I don't just a little bit more. But I did like the Jesus Wept was amazing. They played that a lot of times in the second movie. That's like <laughs> my, they knew how gold that shit was. Yeah, that's the Event Horizon 
level shit for me. Yeah. The Jesus Wept thing. Let's look around and find Event Horizon. I would kind of like... I've got it on DVD. Yeah, we're getting towards the <laughs> uh, the the <laughs> the end here. We, we may just do fucking Event Horizon, whether it's streaming anywhere or not. Because you've seen it. <laughs> uh, I'm flashing back right now, like when they finally unscrambled a message. <laughs> yeah. And he's just speaking Latin. Fuck it. Let's do Event Horizon next time. You want to do it next time? Let's do it next time, Frank. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Frank is rubbing himself as though it's got, I got cold goosebumps. in here. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps and a chill. That shit, it doesn't fuck me up like it used to. It doesn't fuck me up like it used to. I haven't seen it in a to. long time, but I don't think those special effects really hold up the way they did when when that movie came out. So I, well, I need to watch it again. It's been a long time. I hope there's somebody out there holding on to a lot of memorabilia from the set and one day they'll sell it because I've been stocking online and I don't have a ton of money to spend on that because sometimes they want, you know, and I get it. Yeah, a lot. There's not a ton of Event Horizon stuff out there. And one of the things that's been lingering between like two websites, it's like people buy it back and forth. It goes between these two sites. It's a jacket from the ship. But it's a kid's jacket. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's so tempting. You know, because it's a flight jacket, but it's in a kid's size. So I'm thinking it was, uh, what's her name? The doctor's son. I'm thinking it was for that character. And it was probably used in a scene that they ended up not, that didn't make the final cut or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's watch it. Let's do it. And then I'm going to check the memorabilia websites again and see if I almost bought uh, sketches of the spacesuits because they weren't just prints. They were the originals. But again, it was one of those that was like auction only in that shit. How about um, next time we watch Monkeys in the Fog? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but did did you uh, do you think that it's a good movie? Hellraiser? Hellraiser. It was a good movie. I can imagine people that are a lot younger like, this looks like shit. This Maybe, looks like shit. I like this no, kind th- of I mean, I'm not, there's people effects. out there that will appreciate, but there's going to be that, they're looking, they can't look past to me the time that this was made. And that's kind of how I've been focusing. I would like to do Event Horizon because I think that that's uh, a 90s horror movie that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kelly was like, that's sci-fi. And I was like, no. <laughs> you can call it a sci-fi horror. Yeah, that's my favorite kind. That's, oh yeah, that's it's the best all day. kind to me. You'll sell me on every one if of them. If you just say sci-fi horror, you make a sci-fi horror video game, I'm fucking there. Dead Space for Life. Mm. <laughs> Isaac! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.